Hello, it's Scott Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. I guess this will be my Halloween podcast. I'm talking about the horror movie Barbarian. This is not your typical horror movie by Zach Kreger, actor, podcaster, uh, streamer, twitcher, whatever you want to call him. Uh, this is his solo directing debut. Justin Long, Georgina Campbell, and Bill Skarsgård star in it, and some people under makeup. And a character actor you've seen before, and his name escapes me right now. He's a great baddie, though. So this movie came out earlier in the summer. It did very well. I read a little bit about it. It had a $4 million budget. I saw somewhere else it had a $10 million budget. But anyway, it's grossed over $40 million so far. And it just debuted on HBO Max if you'd like to watch it. A friend of mine went to see it over the summer and said, don't waste my time. After watching the movie tonight, I would probably agree with that assessment. The short version is, this is a very well-made horror movie. And... You kind of have to redefine your definition of horror movie for me to tell you how I like it or not because I don't want to get into spoilers. To me, a horror movie is something that shows me something horrible, that makes me feel uneasy and horrible. A horror movie should be, you know. But these days, horror is everything from things like Army of Darkness, which has a boatload of comedy in it, to, uh, you know, torture porn and things like that. Horror runs a wide gamut of things. My favorite horror movies tend to be the ones that are a good mix of comedy, or at least black comedy, and good horror. Recently watching movies like Lost Boys or Poltergeist, movies from or Fright Night, that had a genuine attempt at being horror movies, but also had some pretty funny stuff go on in them. This movie has some funny stuff more in a uh, satirical way, like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is a commentary. There's some millennial-type things that happen that are jokes that are funny. But uh, to me, there's not a whole lot funny in the movie. It's, a, it, it's kind of formless for the first half. And then when bad things start happening, they just start getting worse and worse and worse. And like... Like Malignant from a year and a half ago, it it went a little off the rails at the end, a little too far for believability, because I think, well, you know, one of my favorite horror movies is Hellraiser, which I know there's a new version, which I haven't watched it yet, but the original movie, sure, you have to suspend some disbelief, but it's all believable within the universe that they create in the film. Some pretty superhuman things happen at the end of this and they didn't really set anything up to be that way. Anyway, there's some typical horror tropes involved towards the end. I think that's fine. But anyway, talking about how a horror movie is supposed to make you feel. This is a movie I would watch once. It's not one I would own. But I think it was well made. And it does what a horror movie should do. I felt pretty horrible. I mean, I was watching things going, ooh. Ew. And I'm not talking so much gore. It's just ooh things. It has elements of a few movies I've seen over the last few years of horror movies that had a twist that just went way over the top. This has some of that kind of stuff in it. Pretty dark where it goes. But like I said, um, Kreger is, is a, a, a mostly known for comedy. 
And it's funny how some comedians, Justin Long, also known for comedy, turned out to be good at this horror thing. Like I said, it is a good, well-made movie. The movie kind of resets itself about 30 minutes into it. Something happens, and then we kind of kind of start over. <laughs> um, I've never wanted to fast-forward parts so badly in the first half an hour of the movie. I'm like, get to it. This is taking for... I mean, Bill Skarsgård and uh, Georgina are both fun actors to watch, and they were both doing very well, but I really wanted to get on with it. It's only an hour and a half horror movie. Come on, let's go. And as I've talked about in previous podcasts, I'm kind of over the whole slow burn thing where you build all the way up to this one final twist and the whole movie depends on that. This is not one of those. When things finally start getting going and it becomes a full-blown horror movie of a kind, it stays that way and continues that way on down. The commentary it makes on uh, some social themes and some other things, uh, well-placed, well-made. It's, it's, it's a well-made movie. It's, 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 a, it's hard to describe it as a good movie, but it is. It's a good horror movie. It's just not one that you can talk about without spoilers and not really one you want to watch again unless this is really your cup of tea. It would be hard for me to get through the first half of the movie to get to the part that was my cup of tea. It's still pretty horrible to watch. I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm fully on board with how it ended and where it went, but all in all, it's well made. And if you want to watch a horror movie, a one-shot horror movie that you stream on HBO Max or you rent or pick up a copy, um, I think it's fine for one viewing. I don't think you need to rush right out and buy it. We can do a little spoiler talk at the end here. I might as well because I don't think I'm going to do a second podcast about this movie. That it's made a lot of money. Uh, let's talk about why. The marketing has been perfect for it. The marketing told you nothing about the movie. If I mention this movie to people, they, I, don't, I don't think I've even heard of it. The trailer doesn't really show you anything. A woman rents an Airbnb. Somebody's already staying in it. They decide to work it out you know, to get through the night, and it's far worse than an uninvited house guest. That's the, the setup. That's what happens in the first 30 minutes. And most of it's pretty innocuous. It's just, just kind of, you know, two people, weird situation, stormy outside, you know, trying to make good on it. Everything seems to be going well, but it got a sinister overtone. Maybe it's a red herring, maybe it's not. And then the rest of the movie unfolds and that gets into a whole nother thing. A lot of movie studios turn this down, including A24. This sounds and feels like an A24 movie. Um Movie studios had a problem that one of the characters, Justin Long's character, is supposed to be a member of Hollywood. They didn't really like that. Um, they didn't like that the movie kind of resets after 30 minutes. They didn't like a couple of the other things in it. Um, but I'm glad movies like this get made. And Malignant. Malignant was a movie I didn't particularly like because I just thought it was the twist was kind of dumb. Um, but I thought it was well made, and they went for it, and I appreciate that. At least it was something different. And this was something different. I just don't know if I had the patience for it. It wouldn't be my first choice in how to tell this story. But that's what made it interesting. That's what made it unique is how it was told. Um, so we'll get into a little spoiler talk. But again, the short version is, I think this is worth watching once if you're a fan of horror movies. Just know that it's not your typical horror movie going in. All right, here comes the spoiler talk in three, two, one.
So all the sinister overtones are a red herring. And at the end of the first 30 to 40 minutes, you find out there's somebody else in the house. And the somebody else has attacked Bill Skarsgård. And this part of the movie, the vignette, ends with our main character, Georgina, getting uh, attacked. And we don't know what happens. Then we cut to Justin's long character. And you have a whole other setup to a movie where we learn about his part in all this. And it turns out he owns the house in Michigan. And so he leaves L.A. and goes to the house because, well, he's going through some personal problems. I'm not going to spoil everything in the movie. But he goes to check on the house, and he sees people's things there and doors open. And so he investigates and gets involved in everything going on. And so there appears to be a, a, a character we saw back in the 80s has lived in the house and has kidnapped women, raped and had babies with them, that had babies with the babies and and so they've got this kind of mutant, um, they call it the mother. So they got this woman, and I guess she's kind of strong because when we first see her, she, she pretty much does most of the killings in the movie. Um, she really kills a, a character uh, right in front of you, and it's pretty brutal. And that's one of the, I mean, like I said, it's a good horror movie. It's got some good horror parts. It's just kind of horrible as far as the things that were it's about. So this character um, tends to chase people. People in the neighborhood have known about it for years. This is a neighborhood where nobody goes. The police don't even want to go down there. She eventually gets the police involved, and they they really threaten her. And it's pretty, you know, that's part of the uh, social commentary of the movie. But at the very end, the three characters lock in a, are locked in a battle to the death, and, you know, throwing somebody off a water tower should kill them. Throwing two people off a water tower just because they land on top of each other. I could see one of those people surviving, but not both. And then for one of them to be able to walk away and the other one be able to still kill. And yes, I think um, there's, there's a death at the end that's totally deserved and, and glad it happened the way it did. It was pretty gory and, and worthwhile. And the way the movie ends, I, I think it, you know, it's making a statement, I guess. Um, you really don't know what the name of the movie is all about until the movie's all over. I know there wasn't a whole lot of specific spoiler talk because I want you to be able to see it. Just this creature tends to do some superhuman things and all right, maybe because it was a mutant offspring of, of some very bad situations. And then to be able to survive some of the things that survived, I don't know. It just felt like malignant and a few other horror movies that have disappointed me by not sticking the landing, by going too far. I think horror movies do have to push the envelope. I think it's all kind of been done, you know? And so, that's why every few generations we get a hostel or something else that reinvigorates people because it pushes an envelope a little bit further. But we've had the forced baby-making scenario as a bad guy thing for a long time now. And I guess it's a way to explain some of these horrific creatures that are born from these guys' minds, but I don't know, it just seems like a trope that we could move on from. X-Files Home did this. You know, I mean, it's... It's been done and done and done and done and done. And so that's the, what was the, the home invasion movie they made a sequel to in uh, dark, in, in the dark, whatever. Um, that was kind of the, 
the big shock of that movie is that he was kidnapping women and trying to propagate with them. You know, I don't know why this keeps popping back up as a reason for things to happen. I think there was another way to skin this cat. But anyway, the movie overall is it, I was entertained specifically because I didn't know what was going to happen. The trailer didn't give anything away. The marketing didn't give anything away. The interviews, I really, I, I, I've mentioned that I'm avoiding hype and I do, but I do watch trailers and I do read. And really, this has been out for months and nobody spoiled it. I had no idea. Zero idea. And that's why I picked it tonight. I had another movie picked out and even loaded into the player and was about to watch it. And I remembered that this was on streaming as of today. Might as well watch that because I needed a Halloween. I needed a horror movie to review for uh, Halloween. But I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I finally saw it. I understand why it's divisive. Um, critical acclaim, Rotten Tomatoes, it's over 90%. People, it's about 50%. That usually tells me more than critical reviews. If critics like something more than moviegoers, that's pretty rare, actually. Critics will pick on a superhero movie or a science fiction movie, but fans will like it. I think that happened with Black Adam. Critics didn't really like it, but but fans did. I'd rather go see that movie, for the most part. Because fans are pretty brutal these days about movies. So this movie did not do well with fans, but it did do well with critics. And I see why. It's well made. It's definitely a good horror movie. It makes you feel like it's a good horror movie by the time it's done. You get some creature effects. You get some practical effects. There's a lot of gore. There's almost no CG that I noticed. It's just not a keeper, but I think it, you know, it's it's a simple story well told. This is becoming a catchphrase for a rock file. You should watch it if you're paying for it's. It's. Had I sat through it in the theater, I would have had a slightly less positive review because the first half would have been hard to get through. But I'm sitting here with my two dogs. It snowed today. You know, we're we're chill. It was fine. You know, I could get up, pause it, refill my iced tea, that kind of thing. And it was definitely worthwhile. Everybody, the performances were good. The the directing was good. There was some nice cinematography of darkness. And and, um, it definitely raised your blood pressure in places, which it should. You should feel some anxiety in a good horror movie. And the not knowing, the fact that marketing didn't give everything away, that we didn't know who the bad guy was or what was going to happen or what was coming around the next corner because the trailer only shows you stuff from the first 30 minutes of the movie. Very, very smart marketing. It made this movie the mystery. It's why I didn't give away many, many, many specifics that happened during it. I believe it's getting a Blu-ray release. I don't know that it needs a 4K release. It's not in 4K on on HBO. It didn't appear to be. Actually, it was quite blurry in the beginning, but it it kind of leveled into a a pretty good picture. But um, I didn't have uh, any of my... Nice lights didn't go off on my receiver, so. Barbarian. For Halloween, I like to watch things like Evil Dead 2. That's a Halloween movie for me, or or Hellraiser, or even Blade. But this anytime, if you're if you're looking for something that's just it's 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 a horrible story. It's it's hor- it's a horror movie, it's a horror show. Then yeah, Barbarian does fit the but I could see why a lot of people don't like it. 
have to be able to suspend some disbelief and and have a little patience. It was okay. I would like to see what the director does next. This showed some talent for, uh, well, making a horror movie that got my anxiety up. There you go. Scott Hamilton, I'm Rockfile. Thanks for checking out this overly long podcast about a movie that I couldn't get too specific about. Have a spectacular Halloween, a wonderful weekend. Make every day Halloween. Why not? Let's live a little. Have a great day. Thank you.